The content of this program is paid for by Monique Buchanan, LLC. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. This is Monique Buchanan, the host of the Welcome Home with Monique show. And on this show, I talk all things real estate. Listen, I want to thank you for tuning in. Well, good morning, Las Vegas. I hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful weather. Listen, I have an amazing, once again, show for you guys. I have invited on um, all the candidates that are running for Las Vegas Justice Court Department 6. Okay, you guys, you're thinking, okay, well, why, Monique, this is a real estate show? Well, it is a real estate show, but they really do matter, um, not only in our everyday lives, but also when it pertains to real estate. Because guess what? My listeners out there that have bought property from me for investments, now they're landlords, they get into it with their their tenants, and their tenants are not paying the rent, or whatever the case may be. They're going to have to take these folks to court, and guess who they're going to go in front of? the folks that you're going to hear on today. Okay, so you're much more likely to be in front of one of these folks here that's going to become the next Las Vegas Justice uh, Court judge for Department 6 than you are to ever see the, the, you know, the governor. Okay, you guys know I like to keep things real. So I wanted to get a chance for you guys to get to know these folks. Hopefully I can make them laugh. (laughs) And just, you know, just try to see, you know, what they stand for, what they're going to bring to the table when one of them are elected for. It's a civil court, Justice Court Department 6. Okay, when we're doing our ballots, you know, a lot of times we'll zoom right past that. But it really does matter because, you know, their orders directly impact our everyday lives, right? And you guys know I'm for the everyday person. (laughs) So let me go ahead and introduce, we've got Miss Augusta Massey. Hi, Augusta. Hi, thank you so much for having me and hello to all your listeners. Yes, yes. And then of course, we've got Miss Jessica Goody. Good morning, Monique, and hello everybody out there in the radio land. All right. And then we've got Mr. Bill Gonzalez. And good morning, Monique, uh, as well, everybody out All your listeners, you have a great day. Appreciate this opportunity to speak with you. Well, we appreciate all of you guys coming on and talking to my listeners. Um, Okay, so let's jump right into it. I want to ask like a funny question, just to kind of break the ice so we're not all (laughs) stiff over here. We all got instantly nervous. Right. (laughs) Well, okay, so it's not that bad. I just want to say, or my first question, and we're just going to take a, you know, a minute or two and just answer, you know, the question. The question is this, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Um, I, I guess you're looking at me, so I'm going to answer first. So, hello, everyone. My name is Augusta Massey. I'm running for Las Vegas Justice Corps Department 6. If I was an animal, I would be a dolphin. Um, I love the water. Uh, I think dolphins are extremely intelligent. They love people. They love to communicate. And so... I will stick with dolphin. Okay. Well, we've got a dolphin on the show. (laughs) How about you, Jessica? Man, I I knew I should have expected something like this. If I were an animal, this answer changes every time I give it. So if you've heard me answer this another time, today I'm feeling like I want to be an owl. And number one, being able to turn your head like 360 degrees is amazing. pretty awesome. (laughs) I love to know what's going on around me. I like to be observant and owls are wise. And... 
just very knowledgeable, and that's that's who I am. Tried what I tried to be, but really, it's a head turning 360 degrees. Well, who who to you, girl? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, your turn. What what animal would you be, and All why? All right, this is an easy question for me. So, uh, I have two daughters. They're ages 25 and 21. We have a family dog that my daughters love more than me. So I want to be the dog so my, do- my daughters love me more than anybody else. Aww. <laughs> That's funny because people say that I love my dog more than my husband. <laughs> Listen, I also want to mention, those were great answers. I do want to mention that there was one more candidate, Tracy Hibbets. Unfortunately, she just was not able to make it. Um, but yeah, I just want to make sure that we know there is one more candidate that's running. We got Bill Gonzalez, Augusta Massey, who's present, Bill's present, Jessica Goody, who's present. And unfortunately, Tracy just could not make it today, but she is running as well for this office seat. Right? All right. All right. Went on. We don't want to leave her out. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go on to my very first question, which is, why are you running for office? And we're going to start with Jessica this time. So I decided to run for this office and it actually pertains to your listeners since you talk about all things real estate. I did a trial in this department back in August of 2020. It was about a three hour trial and it was actually over a landlord tenant issue. My client's tenant had moved out of this house, destroyed it. Uh, The damages were significantly more than the security deposit. And so after trying to negotiate, We, we just couldn't get the money from back from the tenant. And so we took it to trial. And the judge tells us that she will get a decision back shortly. Well, one week turned into two weeks, which turned into a month, which turned into six months. Six months wow. of my client waiting wow. for the judge just to do her job. Right. And it was then and there that I decided to run. I think that we need judges who understand the importance and the consequences of their actions and failures to act. And I think we need... We need judges with small business ownership who can really understand the full scope of the consequences of their decisions. And that's who I am. That's what I do. I've been an attorney here for 12 years, nine of those as a small business owner. And I want to bring that experience to the bench to be able to make our courts better, more efficient and more effective for everyone who shows shows up in front of me. No, that's really good. I actually had one of my KUMV listeners, they actually reached out to me and I went and spoke with them, counseled them a bit. They had a a neighbor that was encroaching on their land. Mm -hmm. Um, They said they went to court, but nothing was done. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go ahead and sell the property now because they just can't take it. The tension between them and because it's taking so long to get it resolved, they're actually going to sell what they thought was going to be their forever home Mm -hmm. because the neighbor and them are having such an issue. So you're right, you know, um, timely manner, you know. <laughs> so it, it's good. It's super important. We say justice delayed is justice denied. And that's especially true right now during the pandemic. And I know that the court is behind on things and we were shut down for a period of time and, and all of that. But it's it's time we get back up to speed. And even before that, my years or my cases would take three and a half years to resolve to get to trial and that's three and a half years of just people waiting for some sort of resolution be able to put a very negative chapter behind them and so we i think as a court we can do better thank you miss jessica goody all right we're gonna move on to miss math miss miss massey well you are miss Massey. <laughs> <laughs> miss augusta massey no same question my dear why are you running for this office 
Okay. Thank you for that question. For me, it goes back a little bit further to my home country. So I was born in Nigeria, mm-hmm. and I am—I um, always—I always joke that my sexy accent comes from there. That's right. And um, <laughs> I, I witnessed something really bad. So my dad was killed in front of me when mm-hmm. I was a, a, a kid, and so mm-hmm. we wanted to leave Nigeria, start afresh, you know, begin anew. And so the United States was this land of opportunity, the best place to be. We could start all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came to the U.S. and unfortunately, within a few months of being in the U.S., um, we had another tragedy. My brother, 12-year-old Edgar, he was coming home from middle school um, in the afternoon about 2 o'clock when this lady was drinking and driving mm. and she hit my brother. Mm. She hit him eight, nine feet in the air. Um, he was walking home with his best friend, Malcolm. Malcolm dies on the spot. Um, Edgar was airlifted to the hospital. Edgar stayed a couple of days and then um, my brother died. Mm. And so for us, our American dream just went to shreds. Um, But it also introduced me into the legal system. We had the criminal case going on against the lady who killed my brother. We had immigration, just being new immigrants to the country. And at the same time, we decided to hold someone accountable because accountability matters. Absolutely. And it should matter in our system for like for your listeners who have properties and rent stuff. Someone needs to be held accountable. And that's why we have the judicial system. So we sued the government because why weren't there any sidewalks? Why weren't there any speed bumps? Something that would have slowed down the lady and maybe my brother would be alive today. Right. But due to a failure um, to act, a failure to, you know, do the right thing, my brother is dead today. And so we sued and we won. And it really showed me how lawyers and judges impact our system. Absolutely. How good lawyers, bad lawyers, judges, how they affect lives and affect families. And I uh, took all that pain, turned it into purpose, left engineering, went back to school to become an attorney. And it's the same thing that's propelling me today. Um, I, I think one of the traits people will say about me is that I'm very compassionate. I'm committed to what I do, and I really care about our community. So I went to law school, then I came out to Las Vegas. I came during the middle of the recession, so a lot of housing crisis, a lot of housing problems. I stepped up to be a foreclosure mediator to help, you know, landlords and and tenants and um, just you know, banks and and homeowners figure out how we could solve the problem of the housing crisis then. And after that, I opened up my law firm in 2012, serving the Las Vegas community. I've had clients, you know, with probate and estate planning and things of that nature. And during the pandemic, like Jessica mentioned, you can see even more why we need swift justice and why we need effective judges and judges who understand and have actually made decisions and know how they affect people. And so that's why I'm running for judge. Okay. All right, Miss Augusta Massey. All right. So, Bill, it's your turn. Why are you running for this office? Uh, Very good. So I've been an attorney for almost a quarter of a century. Um, I grew up in a home where when I was very young, there was a lot of domestic violence in the home. I was the youngest of three children. And my my mom basically said, look, I can't do this anymore. Uh, And we became a family uh, with a single mom and uh, three children. And my grandmother, who was in the home, she was born in 1902 in uh, Chicago. She grew up through the Depression. Uh, At a very young age, I was taught, you don't waste anything. You're honest to the T and you give back to your community. Uh, That's something that I have done in my legal career. 
Um, I served as the vice chair of the City of Las Vegas Housing Authority before it became a regional housing authority. We would go back to Washington, D.C. We'd lobby for affordable housing for our senior citizens, for low-income families, for our veterans. I did that for four years. Absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, In my career, I've mostly represented indigent clients. I represented 2,000 children in the juvenile justice system. Um, As a result of my work there, I went through a judicial selection process uh, where there was an open seat. That means that there's not a sitting judge. It was Chief Justice Justice Hardesty from the Nevada Supreme Court. Then you have attorneys uh, nominated by the governor and from the state bar. And then you have people like yourself, Monique, just people in the community that sit on that and they, they vet your experience in the courtroom but also your experience in the community. I was very fortunate to be one of the top three candidates. My name was later uh, sent to our governor, and in 2009 I was appointed uh, to be a family court judge where I served for six years. I had over 10,000 cases, probably presided over 425 different trials. And as you know, family um, court is very stressful. Uh, It involves, you know, children and financial issues. And my my role as a judge was to try to get people out of court as quickly as possible to have a fair resolution because it gets very expensive and for a lot of individuals they couldn't even afford an attorney. Um, I'm looking to serve again in this capacity. Uh, Justice Court handles criminal and civil. It's an assignment by the Chief Judge of Justice Court. I, I have over 15 years in um, civil practice and 10 years in criminal practice. And I, I love serving in our community. It's been a great opportunity. Uh, last week, I went down to East uh, Career Academy. We were giving mock interviews to uh, students um, in high school. All my, I had the most diverse uh, department in district court. I had mem- members of my team as a, as a judge who were uh, black. I had an Asian-American, a Chinese-American. Um, it, for me, diversity is very important. So you have Americans. I would say for all, <laughs> for all of us, you know, um, you know, being who, the person that you elect to the judge, that person is going to be the same person that you put on the bench. And, and you need persons that care about your community, that care about people. And that's why I'm running to be a judge again in our community. Okay, Bill, I love your answer, but you also just answered the second question. So (laughs) Uh, the second question, you guys, is um, what is your, you know, your previous law experience, which Bill just laid it all out for us, which I was great, you know. So you've you've been a a judge before with the family courts. Um, Yeah. So now I guess I'll go on to Jessica. What is your previous law experience and how is it relevant to the office that you are running for? Sure. So for the last, well, my entire career, um, I've been an attorney here in town for 12 years, uh, all of that in the civil arena. Uh, For the last nine years, I have been a small business owner running. um, I've, I've successfully built and ran two different law firms over the course of the nine years. 
uh, over those last nine years, I focused mo- mainly on personal injury, medical malpractice, and business litigation. Uh, before that, it was a little bit more varied. I worked at a bigger firm, but as a small business owner, sometimes you just take what co- whatever comes in through the door to, that helps keep the lights on. Absolutely. So um, I've had experience in family law, in criminal law, in um you know, every type of civil law that you could think of, um, landlord, tenant, breaches of contract, things like that. Um, and then more recently, so for about the last three years, in addition to my private practice, I have been a working as a court-appointed arbitrator, which is essentially serving as the judge in civil cases um, with damages up to $50,000. And then I've also been appointed as the um, as a Las Vegas Municipal Court alternate judge and a Las Vegas Justice Court just Justice Pro Tem and a Small Claims Hearing Master. And what all of that really means is when a judge is out of the office or is sick or needs somebody to fill in, I get called. I come in and I serve as the judge for that day and hear whatever cases are in front of me. So I've been doing that for about three years now. That's good. Okay. All right. So you also have some experience. I I do, and it's. The judicial experience uh, as a fill-in judge has actually been really important because most of my practice has been in the civil arena. The My judicial experience has all been in the criminal arena. And so I actually actually served yesterday and presided over a, a trial where I was, you know, the finder of fact and, and needed to decide whether the guy was guilty or not guilty. And so I've seen it from both sides now. And I think that that has given me just a more well-rounded experience to right. be able to apply for this position. Okay, absolutely. How about you, Ms. Massey? All right, thank you. And I think it's a great question. I, I think for judges, we want to know that we have people who are capable and have the right temperament, the right demeanor, and the right characteristics to serve in this seat. So for myself, I, I pride myself in the fact that I love to mentor other students and I do a lot of education and outreach because, like I shared with you the story of my brother, going through a system that you don't understand I think a lot of people come in front of us as judges and are very intimidated so having someone who can understand and break things down in a language that they understand I think people just want to know that they were heard they were listened to and they understood why the decisions came down the way they came down and people can respect that right Right. whether it comes down in their favor or not people want to be able to feel like I was heard I was seen as a human being and I I was listened to and so I mentioned all that to say you know I teach at CSN I've been doing that for the last 10 years. So education is a big part of what I do. I just started teaching this semester at UNLV Boyd School of Law because I think it's very important that we train the next generation of lawyers who will also become judges. I have been uh, practicing all my entire career here in Las Vegas for the last 14 years. Um, In the last 10, I've run my own um, law firm as well. I have done every kind of thing you can imagine civil-wise from bankruptcy to probate law to estate planning to civil litigation business formation, business litigation, um, issues and, and disputes that affect every one of us in our everyday lives. I also sit right now on the Nevada Advisory Commission for the U.S. Commission for Civil Rights. And we've been studying, you know, the effects of the pandemic on on education and, and, and students. And we find that there's this huge um, divide when it comes to technology. And I think that some of those same things are presenting themselves in our courtrooms. And it's something I, I would love to address as a judge. Um, other things that I've done, I'm also a um, eviction mediation 
So during the pandemic, I was hearing cases of landlords and tenants disputes and trying to help, you know, resolve that with CHAPS and um, going through all that process with landlords and tenants. So being on the thick of things and, and know exactly what's going on, what the issues are and ready to serve day one. Um, I've been a judge pro tem for the last six years. So just like Jessica mentioned, that is a like a substitute judge position. But why that is so important is I have been able to dispense justice. Like this is not going to be new to me. It's not something I have to figure out and, and learn. Um, I've actually won the robe, listened to cases, had issued orders, um, and really been able to see what a judge does. Right. And so I'm bringing all of that experience with me and we're ready to go day one. And I feel like that makes me uniquely qualified for this civil seat. Okay, so let me give Bill one more shot. I know that he kind of answered a little bit on this, but was there anything else you want to add? I did. Um, out of law school, I worked for a construction defect firm where you would be in mediations and arbitrations. You'd never be inside of the courtroom, and you would be there with 32 other attorneys and adjusters, and uh, you can imagine how much fun that would be if you're in a room with 32 attorneys trying to resolve a case. And so I went into the public defender's office. I got to do murder trials. I got experience there. Um, Currently, I, I represent, again, parents who are in the foster care system. A lot of my clients are homeless. Uh, they have mental health issues, substance abuse, and, and I fight every day to get their children back in the home and provide them with the resources they, they need to be safe parents. And again, I appreciate uh, the opportunity just to give a little bit more to my answer. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Bill. All right, guys, we I can't sit here and feed y'all cake all day, okay? <laughs> so now I've got to give you at least one tough question. All right, so I'm going to give it to all y'all now. Um, and once again, by the way, I want to make sure that we know who we're speaking to. If you're just tuning in, this is Monique Buchanan with the Welcome Home with Monique show. Today, I have all the candidates that are running for Las Vegas Justice Court Department 6, except for Miss Tracy Hibbets. She wasn't able to make it. I do have Mr. Bill Gonzalez. You just heard him. Um, Augusta Massey is running and Jessica Goody. Okay, so real quick, here is my tough question. All right, you guys ready? All right. <laughs> have you been reprimanded for any lawyer conduct or attorney misconduct? This is Jessica Goody. I'll go first. Okay. It's an easy answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, Augusta Massey. No, I have not been reprimanded as a judge or as an attorney. And that's what I meant. I'm so sorry. I meant to say as a judge or an attorney misconduct. Yeah. And All right. My answer stays the, the same. Stays no, the no, same. Okay. no, 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 no. Pull the Band-Aid off Never, quick. never. All right, Bill. How about you, dear? Uh, surprisingly, the answer is no as well. Um, I represented clients in the public defender's office for 10 years. Many of them had nothing but time on their hands to file complaints, and I never gotten a, a complaint. And as a judicial officer, I have never had any reprimands at all. All right. Well, that's good to know. All right. Great, great, great. So that was my hard question. You had me nervous for a second. <laughs> that was the easiest one. <laughs> I was like, you know, I have to ask. I have to ask for my listeners. I've got to ask. Right. It's important to know. Hey, uh, yes. by, by the way, I don't have any felonies either. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good, Bill. <laughs> okay. So here, we'll move on then. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump into the next question, which is what will you do for the people if you are elected. Bill, I'm going to let you answer that one first. Well, I think the most important thing that a judge can do is listen uh, to the people that are in front of them. You know, no matter who you are, 
It's your day in court, and you need to you need to be treated with respect, with dignity. And most people want to be heard. They they want their side of the story. And as a judge, I I will make sure that everybody has their day in court, and that they will have a judge who will be listening and will make a fair decision. And and at the end of the day, you need somebody as a judge who cares about people, who cares about the community, and that's what you're going to get from me as a judge. Uh, in the future, that's what I did in the past. And again, Monique, I, I appreciate this opportunity to to speak with you and your listeners. And um, again, Bill Gonzalez, uh, Justice Court Department Six. Thank you very much. Absolutely, we appreciate you coming on today, Bill. All right, and now for you, Miss Goody. Well, I know I talked about uh, efficiency and how I think that that's important. And that's one of the things that I have openly committed to do in this department. Is if I take a a decision on that I'm under advisement as opposed to just making a decision straight from the bench, I will have that decision to the parties within two weeks of the hearing because it's something that I do now as an attorney. We have uh, timelines that we are required to follow as attorneys, and I don't see any reason why our judges shouldn't be held to the same standard. And it's something that I do now when I serve as an arbitrator or when I serve as a judge. I have a two-week deadline, um, and I, I would continue that to to start to tackle the efficiency problem. The other thing, um, it's a little bit echoing what Bill said is, and it's my philosophy when I sit as a bench, is to treat everyone with kindness, dignity, and respect. Everybody, that's the attorneys, that's the parties, that's the court staff, that's the marshals, it's the witnesses, it's everybody who walks into the courtroom. As Augusta said, people walk into our courts and they are so scared and they are so nervous and they they just don't know what's going to happen. They don't always understand the process. And so a little kindness goes a long way and a little bit of understanding goes a long way. And making sure that the people are heard and understood is one thing, but making sure they also understand the process. What I see, especially in the criminal side, is judges hear hundreds of cases a day and they talk really fast because they're saying the same thing over and over and over and they all understand it. Uh, But slowing down and making sure that the party that this is affecting understands it as well is equally as important. And I think that goes falls under the umbrella of the kindness, dignity and respect to make sure that they understand the proceedings that are going to be affecting their lives. Right on. That's right. All right. Yeah. And not to sound like an echo chamber, but I think, you know, we all have the same kind of outlook regarding how we treat people. Right. Um, The golden rule, you treat people the way you want to be treated. And so everyone who comes to my courtroom, I mean, I, I am not or at least for judges, we can be like other politicians and be like, hey, I'm going to fix all the roads. I'm going to you know, make all the front roads go away. Right. We can't do that. But what we can do is really listen to people. And listening is also reading before you get to court. And I, I'm committing to reading what has been filed in, in the court system. Because, you know, sometimes you go into court and you can just tell like the, the judge hasn't read or the judge isn't prepared. And um, I'm, I'm making a public statement. I'm not going to be one of those judges. I'm going to read everything that is filed. Make sure that, you know, when you come in front of me, uh, I have thoughtful questions for you. Everyone will be treated with dignity, with respect, just the way I wanted to be treated when I came to this beautiful country. Um, I will treat everyone with compassion because that is just my nature. Um, definitely, I'm committed to the work that a judge does. I will follow the law and, and following the law doesn't remove me from having compassion or empathy to the people who appear in front of me. And lastly, I'm just going to say I, I really want to continue doing the work I've been doing as a mentor um, and being community oriented and making sure that we're educating the public about the different um, 
laws and how law works and how the court works. One thing I would like to look into too as a judge is accessibility, language accessibility, um, making sure that our forms are in a way that others can also understand in other languages. So everyone stay classy, vote massy for Las Vegas Justice Court Department 6. I always have to end with that because that's my tagline. Yeah. So thank you again for having me. Mark. No worries. Well, that was my next thing. Do you have a tagline? What's yours, Jessica? It's as cheesy as it is, I truly, truly mean it. If you're like me and you want the courts to get better, get goody. No, that's good. I like that. All right, Bill, it's your turn. Mr. Gonzalez. You know what? I had a, a tagline um, when I was running before I was, you know, for a family court department. Uh, you and if you, uh, it was if you vote for Bill, you will have justice in the courtroom. For real. <laughs> Let me help you out with that. You need to send Monique some checks, Bill. Let's uh, trademark that. Right, right, that. Well, you guys, it has been so much fun getting to know you. Um, We've laughed. We've had a good time, but we really got down to the real issues. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys for um, just coming on the show today and let my listeners hear what you stand for. And I hope that when they go to the box, what is it, June 13th? June 14th. June 14th. You guys remember. 14th. Yes, we, we have Mr. Bill Gonzalez, Jessica Goody, and Augusta Massey on the show today. And they told you what they stood for. So let's remember that when we go vote, right? Right. All right, guys. I want to say thank you so much again for coming on. And I'm going to go ahead and continue the show with a little bit of real estate. <laughs> thank you so much, Monique. Right. Thank you, Monique. Thank bye, you, guys. Monique. Bye, Bill. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys. I had so much fun having them on, but you know I got to get back to the business. All right. So I wanted to let you guys know that, listen, I had a KUMV listener call me and we listed his property on Monday. And guess what? We got an offer over list 10,000 over list okay your girl did her thing okay called the people up negotiated and got him over 10,000 I'm so happy for him because him and his wife are just a beautiful couple and they're thrilled I'm thrilled and um yeah so that's how it is guys I'm telling you we need listings let me you know if you're looking for someone to list your property I am right here ready, willing, and able (laughs) to come get you top dollar for your property. Now, if you're out there looking for some properties, I have some courtesy listings from my colleagues. We've got a five bedroom, three bath house. Beautiful guys, stunning. It's in the Mountain's Edge area. And yes, it does have a pool under $630,000. Okay, that was courtesy of John and don't kill me, John. Gaionius? <laughs> sorry, sorry, don't kill me. So he's a colleague of mine. I just don't know how to say his last name. Um, the other one is also in Las Vegas area. It's a four bedroom. It has two primary suites and a den, you guys. All right. This one's going for under $590. That is courtesy of Mr. Russell Kleiss. All right. And then my last one. It is also a four bedroom with a primary has a retreat and it's over 2,000 square feet in the Las Vegas area. Uh, For more information, you guys, if you're interested in any of these properties, 702-984-3700. Okay, four bedroom, primary has a retreat. It's over 2,000 square feet for under 530,000. 
The kitchen is completely updated. You guys, this is a gorgeous house. That one is courtesy of Miss Maria Bendetto. So thank you, my fellow colleagues that let me a list or talk about their listings on my show. Because listen, at the end of the day, we have very low inventory. And it's all about me getting that inventory out to you some kind of way, right? <laughs> Anyways, if you're interested in any of those properties, 702-984-3700. If you're interested in possibly listing your property, 702-984-3700. My website is welcomehomewithmonique.com. I am Monique Buchanan, your local Las Vegas realtor. Until I hear from you, be blessed. Enjoy this weather. Thank you for listening. This is Monique Buchanan. My license number is S178846, and I am part of EXP Realty. Tune in next week.